course, Tony Gollins a regular with us. It's time to get an update on some of these better-performed horses and where they're heading. Keen to obviously ask about Antino and also Freedom Rally and a few others as well, a Skirt the Law and so on. But uh, Tony Gollan joins me. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Steve. Liverpool City Cup, is that still the plan fresh up for Antino? No, we're going to wait now a week. I, I missed a jump out with him uh, when all the rain happened here in Brisbane and just wanted to see how he came for his trial last week and we, we feel it's best he has another jump out next Tuesday here at Doombin. Um, so we'll get that into him and probably kick him off now a week later. It's just obviously a bit hard to jump out or trial and travel to Sydney and all race in the, in the one week. So we'll, we'll, go, we'll get through the jump outs next week and at this stage you'll probably have to kick off now in, in the Canterbury Stakes uh, the week later at Randwick. The Group 1. Yeah, well, it's just that's the options we got. Obviously, we still want to try and get towards the Doncaster with him, and that's why we had him had his preparation for a, a week or so. But as we know here in Queensland, when it rains, it rains, and unfortunately, it can just you know just put your best you know your best sort of plans to the side, and you just got to adjust. But we had we had room and time to do that, which is the main thing. Yeah, Liverpool City Cup was March too, so a week after that, and then what we put in between there, heading to the Doncaster. Well, pretty well the preparation would stay the same as what we what we anticipated. Liverpool City Cup was his first up run, you know, originally, and then we would have made a decision whether we head to the George Ryder or the the uh, Doncaster Prelude. So nothing changes much now. Just our kickoff point goes back a week, and we still go the same way. So it's either you know, two weeks to the, the George Ryder or three weeks to the Doncaster Prelude. More than likely, the Prelude would be a, probably the better option, but we just a guy to buy his first up run. Would he get more obviously weight in that, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would for sure. I mean, he would have got a bit of weight in the in the Liverpool City Cup as well. So, obviously, the difference obviously is weight for age, which is a different, totally different competition. But it's interesting to hear Chris Waller's thoughts on a few of his horses going to weight for age on the weekend. It it certainly toughens them up a little bit, and there's no doubt that's the case. So, you know, whether we go two weight for age runs, you know, back to the handicap or not, we got we got options and we got time so we'll just see how the prep plans out yeah tony last week that trial uncommon james won it we did broadcast it and david offered up some thoughts a lot of people have spoken about it since what was your assessment of that well he was a bit tardy away which he can be and i thought he just slipped a touch uh, track just chewed out a little bit and he, he didn't trial up to probably where where i really wanted him first trial so that's why we'd like to go back to the jump outs again he's obviously got a fair bit of room for improvement but he's never a star star at the trials this horse and he just pulled up a bit tight here and there, and we give him a nice gallop this morning on the course proper. He was really good, and he's just building his fitness nicely. We know he's a horse that builds into his preparations, which, which we've seen you know, time and time again. So, obviously, going to Sydney, he wants a tough pull. Uh, we want to see good improvement to the jump outs on Tuesday, and then from there, a nice piece of work um, the following Tuesday heading to Sydney. Who'll ride him in that jump out, and who'll ride him in these races? Uh, Jimmy Orman will ride him uh, next week in the jump out. He knows him, knows him really well, and he certainly wasn't worried at all about his trial the other day, I was probably more concerned than what he was. Um, and he's riding his gallop this morning. Uh, in the race, we're just still not still getting a rider sorted. So that obviously we're more focused on going in the week earlier. So we'll have a rider at this day. Tommy Berry was going to ride him in the Liverpool City Cup, and we're just tossing, we're just waiting to hear back whether we secure him again for the following week or whatnot. But we'll have a rider in the next couple of days. Just on that troll, did he have some gear? I hit gear on. I put a set of blinkers on him just because he can be really lethargic without him at the trials and. I wanted to make sure he did enough, and um, he, he only just did enough last week, so he'll okay. obviously improve on yep. that. Skirt the law. Update there. Yeah, she's back in pre-training. She'll be back in the stable possibly next week. I think she's due back in here. So she's had a, a really good break. She's got a small chip taken out of the fetlock, only a little sliver. Um, she's got plenty of time to, to rest and recover, and, and she's in good shape. She feels great at Embrook. Letitia Langbeck is looking after her at the moment. She'll come in to be in good order next week.
could you aim for? You know, aim her up towards the carnival. A little lot of options for sprinting type fillies, is there? No, there's not. But I, I can't see why she wouldn't get further. Um, I've always thought she'd get 1400. So that's probably the, the key to her. Really, is getting that sort of distance. Uh, she's had a good break from the spring and and whatnot, and she's a bigger, stronger filly. The pictures of her, I haven't gone and seen her personally, but the photos of her, her development's been fantastic, which I'd expect. Um, I'd kick off probably in the Mick Dittman. I worked my way through the carnival there. I could go to the Gold Coast Guineas fresh up if I wanted to. So there's a, a few options for a fresh up run, and then just how we how we plan the carnival. I guess it all depends on just how good she comes back and what level she can go to. I've always thought she's a, a really top-class filly, and she sort of showed that in her two-year-old year. I think we saw the best of her in Melbourne in the spring at all, and she was still had some pretty good form around good horses. So very very keen to see how she comes back as, a, as an autumn three-year-old or a winter three-year-old. Yeah, she went second to Charmstone in the Quisette and then third in the Capdon Tebes at Flemington down the straight. That's a skirt to law. Now, Freedom Rally, so progressive. Where does he sit right now, and what do you try and do to get his rating up into a, maybe a Stradbroke or something? Yeah, well, his rating's a little bit higher than what Antino was last year, but I'm probably you know on that same sort of trajectory is what a horse like like he was. I've got to probably win a win a race on the way on the way through, which that's just that's just life. Um I've got a bit of a plan picked out for him. He comes back to the stable next week. He's had sort of a month off, you know, two weeks rest and two weeks active rest. Uh he'll come in and probably get set towards uh, ATC Cup, I think it is. The Gold Coast meeting there, twelve hundred and then sort of work our way forward. We could kick off at Eagle Farm even earlier than that. We'll just see. We'll just there's a bit of a plan for him, and obviously the the key race for him is that I think it's the BRC Sprint uh, thirteen fifty three weeks out from the Stradbroke. All right, and that's a win and you're in. That's a win and you're in. But if we won a stakes race, you know, sort of prior to that, it sort of definitely gets us into a race like that. And then you know, it's whether our rating, you know, if we win that, we're in we're in the Stradie. So that's probably the situation we're in, and we can beat the handicapper. He won Eagle Farm. He's justified his favouritism there. First go at a mile, so he ticked that box. Has he ever led in a race which he did that day in one easily? Has he led before? No, nah, no, nah, we've never been probably adaptable enough to do that. He's always been, um, he, he's always been a horse that that needed to get a little bit of cover because he was a little bit aggressive. You jump out and I think Ben Thompson chanced his hand on him a couple of times and just got away with it nicely. He, he let him work along a bit and then get in and get some cover and he'd settle. But he was never able just to be able to race up on speed and that's just the transformation in the horse with a bit of maturity and time. I don't, you didn't see the best of him leading in a mile. He was only leader to win all day that day too, so it was a, it was a really good effort. But He's so much better just on pace with a bit of cover, but he's just an improving horse all the time. He's maturing and learning what it is to be a racehorse. So, look, he's a, he's a pretty exciting horse, but he'll, he'll follow a very similar trajectory to Antino, and hopefully he makes the, the field in the Stradbroke. Yeah, hope so. That's Freedom Rally, of course. He's by uh, Rubik. Just with Barbie's sister, who went out, um, she had that setback, did she? But she last start winner, of course. That was back early December at Eagle Farm. How's she going, Barbie's sister? Yeah, she's still in recovery mode. She chipped her knee, unfortunately, that day at Eagle Farm. So, it wasn't anything. It wasn't a dramatic chip, but it still was there. Need to be done, taken out and cleaned up. So she'll only be uh, about uh, probably through two or three weeks now of coming back into pre-training. Um, but we'll give her all the time that she needs first, and she'll make an appearance at some stage during the winter. But it won't be probably the early part. Golden Boom looked terrific at the trials last Tuesday. What was your, yeah. what happened? The Sunshine Coast a couple of weeks ago, when he was one of the favourites, their favourite. Oh look, I don't know. I just think obviously he did a lot of work mid race first up. I, I think I said. Um, publicly going in Sunshine Coast meaning I really wish that race was a week or two later but we're really stuck for options for the horse races to put him in etc so I went back to the races two weeks after that first up run and he just raced a bit flat I think that plus you know measured up with the 
the fact it was an exceptionally hot, humid day. He really felt the heat up there, particularly post-race. He really lost lost himself. He got quite warm in the enclosure before they went out as well. So I think there was a couple of factors there. I think I probably went back to the race to touch quick with him and I think the really hot, humid day took his toll on a horse like him. But his work since has been, been really good. He, he looks great. His trial was good the other day. And the best part about his trial was he last half fell on the way. He just used his action and, and went away from some pretty handy sprinters. So uh, looking forward to having him in this weekend over 1,200 around Doombin. I think that's a ideal track and trip for him. Would he get in okay at the weights in that race? Well, with Cepheus Nom, they actually get very lightweight. Yeah, okay. You know, if they accept, if they don't accept with him, obviously the weights will change a bit. But if they accept with Cepheus, it'll most of them will be down with, with bugger all on their back, and he'll be one of them. Of course, you turned out a few winners of the weekend. Blue Spinell, and wasn't a terrific ride, Ryan Mullane and Mullane. He, he's just too classy for that lot, wasn't he? There, fresh Mullane. Yeah, I thought. Well, I thought both rides, uh, Blue Spinell's ride, Andrew Jones was terrific. I mean, a few things happened in front of it to help her out, but she, she rode it good. She showed good maturity, which she's riding with. Um, and Ryan's on Ryder Mullane. We've just got all the time in the world. Maloney, sometimes it's to your own frustration as <laughs> a or a punter, but he um, he certainly tests your, your patience. But he um, he's got all the time in the world on horses. And you could just see from a way out, he was the horse that was going to be in the finish. It was just a matter of where Ryan was going to try and present him in the straight. And once he had clear room, he was, he was really strong through the line, you know, probably in, you know, in the inferior ground on the day on that inside. It's funny, isn't it? You talk about that. Some jockeys' personalities reflect the way they ride. A bit like that with oh. Ryan. He's a cool sort of dude and, you know, rides so brilliantly, you know. Yeah, nothing phases him. He can never <laughs> die of stomach ulcers. He'll only be everyone else around. Like Glenn Collis was like that. I was talking about him recently, ain't you? The gum, nothing would phase him, but, you know, great rider, of course. Yeah, Newey Bowman's very similar. Yeah, similar. There's another one. Yeah. All right, and what have I missed, Tony? Anything else that uh, a coming winner? Oh, look, there's... We've got a normal sort of off-season you know, team of horses in here at, at the moment. Uh, still a pretty strong team, and I think this weekend again, and you know, our better call, our better horses are all sort of either ticking over now or coming back in, into work to get ready for the winter. We've got bugger all to go away in the autumn outside of Antino, but we've got a really you know big team of horses here here for the winter. I was just thinking with Antino, everyone's talking about the trial. Well, look at everyone was talking about Imperatrice's trial too. <laughs> yeah, good, I mean, good horses know where the trial day is, but I still he was just a smidgen below and. And I had missed it. I had me. I had give him a, a little dirt jump out, which are just to keep them keep them ticking over. Really, it, I just couldn't get the benefit out of that, which is with with what I wanted. Um, so I expect to see a lot better performance from Antino next week. We're not having to ask him to do it. I think mean, he should just want to do it next week for me. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy with the physical condition of the horse. He, he looks amazing. But if I'm not 100 happy with him for the autumn, I've got no hesitation in backing off and just having him here for the Queensland winter. I make no secret of the fact I think he'd be an outstanding Stradbroke horse and. Um, I think this year would be no different if we had if we head that way with him. Hopefully, Freedom Rally and Tino are coming with runs in the Stratty. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who Thanks knows for that. Cheers, Tony Gollan there, bringing us an update on some of the, the better-performed horses. Just back to those trials last Tuesday. I know David Fowler had a good chat to Steve O'Day. Oh, sorry, Matty Hoistead. It was Matt Trains in partnership with Steve O'Day, and they produced some really nice horses there. Party for two won a trial uh, by a margin. Very speedy. Party for two is very talented, of course, being by sidestep. Um, she would have ran in the mode plate. Prior to that, she ran second in a good race at Sunshine Coast. She won prior to that, fresh up last October. Um, she's won three from ten. Of course, she started her career up on the sunny coast with Damien Batters. He did a good job with her. And then it was just a decision by the connections to transfer the, uh, her to a metropolitan stable. So she won by margin. However, however, the horse that we should be looking out for, um, we'll look out for her, obviously. Because um, her win was brilliant first up last time, party for two. But this encrypted elegance, and I know David again spoke to, to Matt, but I just refreshed my memory with her trial this morning. Absolutely brilliant. 
Um, but interestingly, she hasn't raced since that May uh, or May of last year. She ran third uh, in a maiden up at Sunshine Coast behind Femme Fatale, who's gone on with the job after, has won four races, very talented type, and she ran third. She was beaten about three and a half. And then after that, she trialled in October, and she looked absolutely brilliant that day, last October at Deegan in a trial. And then, But last Tuesday, she jumped on the lead. Um, she was requested to do a bit in the straight by this jockey who I don't know, Rob Thorburn, sort of a country rider, but she won by eight and a half, and the time was just explosive. Like, she's run 49 seconds, or 49.01. Now, to give you an idea, Party for Two, I just mentioned, very talented type, has won quite a few races, now, party for two, one by five, and ran 50.43. This encrypted elegance has only had one start. Um, ran 49 flat, 33.01, the sectional. So you don't need me to tell you that if she steps out uh, in about 1,000 metre race somewhere, I think we should be betting, but she'll be pretty short. Just in regards to uh, her, because I did send uh, Matty a message to see if the, what the latest is. He said she'll jump out next Tuesday, and then they'll look for a race. So probably a few weeks away yet. Encrypted elegance by encryption. They might be rubbing their hands together up at um, Eureka, where encryption stands. Of course, we've got Spirit of Boom up there as well. And in regards to Uncommon James' relation, Picker Bay, who was brilliant in a trial up at Sunny Coast a couple of weeks ago, Picker Bay, that horse has gone for a spell. Now, was in on the weekend, but because it was wet, they scratched early. But anyway, we'll have to wait till next preparation to see Picker Bay, the relation to Uncommon James, step out.